Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum and is titled, Role of the Community Physician in Management of PH. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Hello, welcome to our roundtable discussion. Today we're going to be talking about the role of community physicians in some of the difficult-to-reach patients with pH um, that we've been, we've been discussing in other, in other segments. My name is Richard Chanick, um, professor of medicine at UCLA Medical Center and co-director of the Pulmonary Vascular Disease Program, and I'm delighted to be joined by some colleagues, Dr. Rajan Sagar, who's my partner at UCLA and also co-director of the Pulmonary Vascular Disease Center and professor of medicine at UCLA, Dr. Oksana Schloben, who is Associate Professor of Medicine at University of Virginia and Medical Director of the Pulmonary Hypertension Program at Inova Fairfax Medical Center, and Dr. Gene Elwing, who is Professor of Medicine at University of Cincinnati and Director of the Pulmonary Hypertension Program there. So welcome, everybody. Um, it's good to be talking. So what I want to talk about today is really trying to bridge some of the gap between some of these patients who are difficult to reach for a variety of reasons like geography, socioeconomic, cultural, language issues, and how we can interface with maybe some of the community physicians. So we want to kind of touch on that. And and maybe before we talk about sort of solutions, um, maybe we can start with actually Raj. Why don't you give me sort of an example? I mean, you've been doing this for quite a while. Um, You know, example of the sort of the role of the community doctor in the pH patient and how that can some, maybe help with the problem we're discussing today. Well, so I think traditionally um, the community physician, we've always had tried to have a relationship with the community physician in PAH. And so, as you know, most of our patients are referrals from one of these community physicians. And so we try to do this co-management strategy. And I think in Los Angeles, as you know, being a very large area, it, it's important for them to have an access to, to a local provider who understands their pulmonary vascular disease. So for, for, for me, um, dealing with the um, difficult-to-reach um, patients and, and, and collaboration with the community physician is even more important uh, because it allows us particularly... So I have a communication, a line of communication, usually pretty, uh, you know, not just a, a pager, but actually cell phone to cell phone. And so will be pretty active in terms of communicating about a, a various patient um, with the community provider. And I think um, I personally uh, get a lot out of that, as, as I think the community provider does too, because we were able to deal with things in real time, not through sort of all the paperwork or, or the telephone network or anything, you know. Um, so it's, right. it's, it's pretty quick turnaround, and I think that's been helpful. And, and, and what is, I mean, I can ask you, Gene, what do you think the role of that community physician is, specifically as it relates to, let's say, pH patients? So an example... You know, maybe you've evaluated the patient, made the diagnosis, maybe started initial therapy. You know, what is sort of, for these, some of these patients, let's say out in the more rural communities you deal with, I mean, how involved are these community physicians in the continuing the medication and, or even adjusting things, diuretics, all that stuff? So I think they play a huge role in making sure all of their comorbidities stay well controlled mm-hmm. so we can have benefit from our pulmonary hypertension therapies. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes they do the diuretic management and if they get in trouble, they have they have questions, then they'll reach out. And I think that is really complimentary because the patient knows that person. They have access to that person more quickly. And then if there is complicating factors, 
we can discuss, make this next steps in a plan of care, and they can really uh, fill in the gaps when the patient is at home nearer to that facility. And so you found that that works pretty well and extremely well. And, and patients trust that person and we can talk and then that really gives them a confidence in the plan of care. I was just going to add to that, that, you know, just to pick up on what Jean's saying. So, you know, one of the, one of the things that I think they're really helpful, the community um, uh, physicians with is given that a lot of the, in our area, geography is a big problem, getting the testing done, they can often help us get the testing done locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly if we're looking for, you know, how the right ventricle is working, you know, the, that individual, that community practitioner really helps us put in the proper order so we actually get the information we're looking for, let's say from an echo or a repeat, you know, pulmonary function test, or if we need a, a new VQ scan, it's a lot easier for that patient who's difficult to reach to sort of do something locally uh, than to have to come all the way out to the center. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's obviously, you know, different types of community physicians, different levels of interest or expertise. I mean, Oksana, you're very involved with the Pulmonary Hypertension Association accreditation program that, you know, I was involved in from, you know, when we first started it many years ago, and um, you're on committee that oversees that. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that program and how this may help with that, that what we're talking about with the community. Yeah, Sure. Um, I think the the uh, PHA, uh, as you know, because you were there from the start, originally uh, the the goal of, of this um, uh, undertaking was to create a network of centers uh, across the United States um, that really houses uh, the physicians, uh, nursing coordinators, uh, nurse practitioners um, that can provide appropriate level of care. So there are uh, patients really across the entire country that would have access to the same sophisticated level of care, um, medications, and so forth, so forth. Um, the, uh, um, the, there is a large network now of, of what we call comprehensive care centers. So usually they are large centers that are housed um, uh, either in their academic center but uh, or a, a large community hospital. Um, but there are also a large, really, and growing network of what we call uh, RCPs, um, so they are regional care centers. So they may be smaller programs. They may not be as involved in research, but, they, again, the goal is to provide um, uh, um, the same care to patients no matter where they live. Um, now, one good thing um, about this program is that there is usually a connection between a comprehensive care center and a regional care center, which is uh, maybe um, a couple of hours away. So, for example, um, uh, we are a comprehensive care center, and there is a Centara Medical Center in uh, um, Virginia, and we we um, we are partnering with them. So we serve as sort of as a second opinion for their center. They send the patients to our center for lung transplant evaluation if if this is what they need. Um, you know, we uh, have conferences together. So it really has uh, created this pathway uh, to connect uh, with uh, a, a local center that is uh, gaining expertise, but providing this invaluable care for patients um, for whom it's difficult to drive three hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, this, uh, uh, I think it's an excellent initiative. Um, again, the goal is uh, for patients across the United States to get the same care, which is what we need because this disease is progressive um, uh, and uh, deadly uh, if untreated. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, no, I think I remember very well when we designed the service hub and spoke concept of, like you said, a regional clinical program that has some degree of expertise, but doesn't have offer all services like intravenous, cyclin, and that kind of thing for that they would send to the comprehensive center. And it sounds like it's working pretty well. I mean, do you have a similar model, Gene? And so we don't collaborate with a regional center. We're the, oh, we're, but we are a comprehensive care center, and we really collaborate a lot with the cardiologists and the pulmonolo- pulmonologists in the community. Mm-hmm. And then we have access, of course, by cell phone. But also, they have a twenty-four hour doc-to-doc line that helps if they have a problem. Two patients today, I, I was called on just to try to help navigate when should we transfer them in? What can we do at this time? What should we do in terms of follow-up so they can collaborate with, with us in a true fashion? And not only it helps the patient we're talking about, but through that discussion, I think we both learn a lot about what they can offer us, what they can offer patients, and we can teach them about what we do in our pulmonary hypertension specialty. So I think it's it's a win-win all, all, of, all across. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways it's, you know, we talk about difficult to reach patients, but in some ways, the problem is that they don't know where, where to go either. And so I think this program has offered that. I'm sure you both have gotten several patients where they looked up, you know, on the web where the centers of excellence are for pulmonary hypertension. And, and through the PHA website, they found your center in their, in their area and they came. So I think, you know, obviously, and we'll talk about this in, in another snippet, but, you know, the use of technology in general to help solve some of this problem and bridge this gap, I think goes both ways. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, So thank you very much all for a great discussion and thank you for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.